The Aldis Podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our ServiceNow series, where we interview the best and brightest of the industry to share their story, advice, and views on the exciting world of ServiceNow and digital transformation. Hello, you're listening to the Aldous Podcast. It's part of our ServiceNow series. I'm very, very happy to welcome Richard Gruff. Richard is a senior ServiceNow program manager at Latham & Watkins, which is a global law firm. Richard, it's fantastic to have you on the show today. Thanks so much for having me today, Mark. Richard, tell me a little bit about your journey to now and how you got into the world of ServiceNow. I have a very strange background. So I, I actually started in the music business. Uh, when I finished university, I was in classical music working in New York and Berlin, and then turned to becoming an artist manager. When I sort of laid that through after about a 20-year career, I started consulting for investment banks, and that led me through the New York City universe toward law firms. And then I just continued that pathway, becoming a product manager and then a senior product manager and a program manager and doing a lot of very large installations. And around about 2018, my previous firm came to me and said, we don't really have anyone with internal knowledge on how to do service now. Are you game? And so I was and had to do a lot of learning and uplift of my own skills in that world. But that's the space that I've been in since about 2018. So many diverse parts of that. One of the questions that I always kind of interest to know is it's such a big law firm like Latham and Watkins, where they might necessarily be all technically minded because they're very commercially minded and from a legal perspective. What are the key drivers to business outcomes and the importance of writing, of doing the right strategy by taking into consideration the stakeholders that you're working with day to day? Well, one of the things to understand about a law firm our size is that it is a very strange business in that you have the people who own the firm are spread all over the place, right? It's not a corporation with shareholders. It's a partnership with people who own the firm scattered around the globe. And also our footprint is very strange because in a corporation that isn't so large, we only have about 7,000 some employees, uh, but we're scattered all across the globe. So it's very common for a law firm our size to have 40 offices, 30 offices, 25 offices. I mean, the footprint is kind of smallish around the world with offices of very varying sizes. And so that means that you really have to have a strategic position that understands where your people are, where they're moving around, because attorneys are moving around all the time, and that you are building your systems to accommodate that kind of remote working environment that we've even been forced into even more so after COVID. When you look at all those different moving parts and you set out your strategic message and you've got your pillars and your objectives that you have, key deliverables, what does the reality look like when you're kind of putting it down into the various projects, initiatives and activities, and these come into your kind of day-to-day goals that people are working on to drive value? Could you give us a little bit of a kind of understanding? And, and you're, you're in a unique position, Richard, because you know, you've had two different installations. You're part of a monthly law firm group where you're sharing different ideas, which I just think is fantastic. Could you tell the listener what that looks like in reality? 
Well, the big thing you have to deal with is the business value. Now, if you're doing ServiceNow integrations and installations, you're told by ServiceNow to make your business values and your business metrics right up front. It doesn't always end up being the case in projects. Sometimes people are just in a position to say, hey, I want this thing because I want this thing. And and you really have to be clear as to what the drivers are for that. So and, and an idea of what success looks like. For example, if you're doing things in the HR world, let's say that you're going to do an onboarding program and your HR team is very much struggling to hold on while they're trying to onboard more people than they really can manage because of their systems. So you want to really understand how many cases are you able to do in a month comfortably? And if you're uncomfortable, then what are your goals for that comfort? And what does success look if we give you a ServiceNow module or if we give you a package that is able to solve your business problems? What would your expectations be in that metric difference, in that delta between where you are today and where you're going? If you don't really understand those deltas and where where you're trying to get to and what kind of numbers you're trying to drive, then you're just missing the fact that ServiceNow is in itself a essentially a data science machine, right? It's a data driving behemoth that wants to give you lots and lots of data about lots and lots of things. And you really have to be clear about what's actionable and what's just not very much. So the acknowledgement that you're, you've really you've got like the equivalent of a data science machine and there's certain things that are actionable and certain things that that aren't. From your experience working on two different installations, tell me about some of the strategic challenges to going and putting this actually into practice that people need to be kind of have their eyes open on. Because I see you as a tour guide climbing Everest where you're chatting to people say, okay guys, this is the final push for this element, but we need, we're gonna have a 20 minute break and then we're gonna go back, we're gonna have a two week break. You're coaching people through and to be that guide, there's certain elements that you need to be wary of and also certain elements that you need to really embrace. Yeah, that's a great point because when we talk about the business value, that can look very different depending on the attitude of the stakeholder. So in a lot of cases, because ServiceNow is essentially answering your workflow challenges, that workflow can be a big, ugly word because if you're holding on to a process in your workflow that is not really efficient and not very well suited for digitization, essentially, then you have to be open to making those changes in your workflow and being open to process changes that just simply don't make any sense. If you can imagine what it would be like to have a whole bunch of offices receiving computers differently. So they come in the boxes and then you have to enter them in somewhere to get their capture their serial numbers and to do the asset management so that you can set them up and create the records in the CMDB. That whole process has to be super clean and super standardized or else you're just not getting the data coming in. And ServiceNow, like any other data machine, it's only as good as the data going into it. And so that that aspect of being able to really manage the stakeholders and help them to understand and come to this place where they're really looking at their process, preparing it for digitization, understanding how that workflow is going to work, and that they're open to making those changes and, be, and being able to bring themselves essentially into a more modern way of thinking about how to get their work done. And it is important to, to understand that you want to get your work done in the modern type of setting that we have. Tell us a little bit about the importance of team building and talent development, and how does this really help with delivery and genuinely the ultimate success of what you're doing? 
Well, like any organization, leadership and team building are absolutely imperative for success. There's just no way around it. And in the ServiceNow world, I think what you have is a little bit of a unique challenge is that if you were doing application development and you were working in a very kind of strict application development, you know, what we call vaporware, building applications from zero, you'd have a product manager, you'd have a product owner, and you'd have an agile team and you'd be working. The thing that makes ServiceNow installations and module creations and application development very interesting is that your product owners are not really represented within the agile process. Like in other words, the person, somebody, and usually that's a role like mine, for example, that will proxy for the product owners. I have to go out and understand what the stakeholders really want, make sure I've gone through those strategic positions with them, opening up their workflow, thinking about their process. And then when I am part of the agile process with the team to be able to proxy for those stakeholders understanding that's not the only project we have going on we might have little pieces of application development going on in different modules at the same time unless we're really working on something big enough to just say hey we're not doing anything else but this and then you still have to manage incidents coming in or like administrative changes so i I think that's really where you're in a position to to need to really understand what those challenges are and then have a team that's able to be responsive for that at the different levels that they work. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. So we highlighted success, which really dependent about the people that you have, but also the strategic goals being put into implementation daily and being really careful around them. How important is creating a culture that we're able to hire people? Because we noticed some real challenges around hiring people in service now. The growth has been phenomenal, but also to hire people within that, you need to look at it in a variety of different ways. How hard is it to get these kind of people? It's funny you ask because it's actually very hard. And the marketplace has gotten very hot, obviously, from a seller standpoint. And essentially, having great partnerships in the hiring realm, uh, frankly, like yourselves, who ask great questions and understand, try or really go the extra mile to understand what building a good culture and a good team culture means not just, hey, I've got 25 resumes, I'll throw them at you, hope one of them sticks, but instead trying to understand what is the culture, the place they're moving into, what is the what are the needs of the person that you're trying to place, and then understanding what their skill set is and some of what their ambition is. In a lot of teams that you're building in service now, you want to get people in and then build their skill set and build them up within the culture that you've built because ultimately – You can be certified, which everybody should be, but then that's only the beginning of your journey. That's not the realization of your skills. That's the beginning of understanding that your skills are now up to another level that you're going to need some mentoring and some direction and some understanding as to where that's going to take you. I think that's a really good point because when you think about the changes that are coming down the track with ServiceNow, you really need to keep on top of them and you, you need to be wary of getting in that kind of comfort zone and then taking into consideration because otherwise you're not utilizing the product. And if you're not going to utilize it on the platform, if you're going to utilize it, there's going to be a, 
so many opportunities missed and you don't want to be redoing that because you can add so much value to the organization a question i have for you richard we started off asking a question from our previous guest to our next guest that they could use to help them in their journey. So my question to you, Rich, would be, and again, you don't know who our next guest is going to be. Sure. But have you got a question that you would like to ask that person? And they will be a ServiceNow practitioner in some form. Yeah, the question I'm always curious about whenever I talk to anybody who is uh, working with ServiceNow is how are you managing your service model? How are you managing your CMDB and your realization of working from services? Because traditionally, ServiceNow, like in a lot of CMDB environments, configuration management database environments, would manage up to the application level and the application service. And then the services above that were just very hazy and very and just very squishy, <laughs> I guess. And there's been a number of new models that are now out. ServiceNow has been very aggressive. They're now up to their service model number four. And I would always be curious as to how are you planning for that future? Are you engaging with the realization of some of these service models within the looking, with, within the context of your service? And then ultimately, are you getting value from that? by actually linking those services and working in a service-centric way to understand how your incident management, your problem management, your change management is all coming together in that universe to, to provide you as much value as you can possibly get out of the system. Brilliant. I will ask that question and I'll get a personal note back to you if you don't get a chance to listen to that <laughs> podcast as well. I, lo I love that question. So I'm really fascinated about what ServiceNow is going to do with all these mergers and acquisitions they've had of AI companies. And I can see the self-service aspect being very important, chatbot function, functionality being really effective in the future. Do you see any kind of exciting things that you think ServiceNow is going to do over the next 18 months to 24 months? Because we're talking about $27 billion company in the next five years from recent uh, CEO forecast. So it's very, very exciting. And that growth is going to have to come from somewhere. I personally think one of the most exciting areas of service now is this real growth within the predictive intelligence and I guess AI universe. I would expect and anticipate that they're going to completely rethink that module because currently essentially the AI function or the predictive intelligence function has four kind of sub pathways, two of them that they call supervised, two that are unsupervised that are meant to just run off of your system and come up with those, with those ideas. But it's, uh, it's not really deep machine learning in the degree that I think we are beginning to think of AI in being able to understand how the questions are formulated within an AI environment. So I would expect ServiceNow to be really aggressive in that space because the service portal, self-service, even from whether it's bots or agents or it's just being able to manage the incidents and the things coming in or the requests coming in, especially think about how big the HR environment is. Imagine being able to just get you the information you want without having to speak to someone because everything could be automated within the system. So I think that's a very exciting place for ServiceNow to be able to deliver. And I think their system is great, but it just looks like another one of those things that with a bunch of companies that they've acquired, that they're just going to completely relook at that and have a rebuild of the whole thing. 
Yeah, very exciting. You've been listening to all this podcast as part of our ServiceNow series. I've had the pleasure of chatting with Richard Groff, Senior ServiceNow Program Manager at Leighton & Watkins, which is a global law firm. And we were talking about Richard's journey to working with ServiceNow, strategy and how to actually put it into implementation, some of the strategic challenges to be mindful for, the importance of team building, and actually making sure that you hire the right person, and some of the challenges that can be there around that. Richard has also given a little bit of an overview few about his learns and journey and also how he's have a catch up once a month with multi law firms to get other different insights where he shares his knowledge and learns from others as well and we finally talked a little bit more about what the future holds for service now richard croft thank you very much for your time today thank you so much mark really appreciate it thanks for listening to this episode of the oldest podcast If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. You can also head over to our website, www.allthis.com, to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.